I'm Dr. Wendy Gass, and you're listening to Episode 2. Join us while we have some conversations about empowerment. We're drawn into thousands of interactions every day that demand our energy. Those interactions can pull us out of alignment with our thoughts, our actions, and our higher self. We end up feeling fragmented, emotional, and basically out of harmony. This state of being stuck impacts every interaction we have, both personally and professionally. Join us on this journey of transformation. Here in the Indigo Tent, we have conversations about changing what's stuck and finding some joy along the way. This transformation is what we call energy in motion. This is the process of joy, and this, dear listener, is our purpose. Hi, Wendy. Welcome to the Indigo Tent. Hi, Zella. You know, you look like you have some things on your mind. I do. I've been reading some posts on Facebook about the Super Bowl game. Oh, kind of that quite a game. Want to talk about that game with you. Not really. Want to talk about the halftime. <laughs> <laughs> the halftime. Well, hey, I was, I was pleased for the underdog team that they got to win. Yes, it was a good game. So let's unpack halftime. Wow. That's a lot to unpack because there are lots of opinions back and forth all over on both sides of the fence. It was good. It was not good. What are your thoughts? I loved it. I love seeing two beautiful women dancing, um, all of the choreography that went into that, and especially the empowerment, just the fact that their age, Shakira, 43 is what I understand, Jennifer Lopez, 50-ish, they both exuded creativity, empowerment, and life, just the joy of being able to move their bodies. But I've heard some comments that unrealistic, how can any of us look like that? The pole dancing was a bit much. The camera shots. The camera shots. You know, that you bring that up, it really makes me consider how do we define this word empowerment? Especially when it relates to women. Yeah, what does that mean? Okay, so these are two beautiful women who are highly skilled at what they do, and we're celebrating that fact, and we're saying that they were empowered by their ability to dance, to perform on this mega stage. I love the fact that we're able to talk about two women as solo artists being the halftime show, and I love their dancing. What about you? Those are two of the dance styles that I really enjoy, Middle Eastern fusion and, and the Latin rhythms. They both really speak to me. I enjoy the, the music, the dance, and all of that. One thing I didn't know, so Shakira is half Lebanese and half Colombian, mm-hmm. and it made sense. When I watched her dance, I could see an element of belly dancing. So one thing I'd like to unpack right now, this notion of belly dancing as entertainment. I have heard that belly dancing was originally created in the tent by (laughs) women for women to relieve menstrual cramps. So what do you know about it? Well, from my anthropology studies and dance history studies, I've heard something very similar. Well, there, there was kind of two different versions of the story, but the one story was that it was a dance form. Well, it was movement for women put to music for them to strengthen the muscles in their in their uh, lower abdomen to help with the birthing process, to make it easier to plunk those kids out. That makes sense. 
And then the other uh, one that I heard from an Afghani lady, which, which was really struck me as, as very intriguing, was that in the classical form of, of Persian dance, it was much slower, and it was more about the hands uh, moving in opposition, one up, one down, one going different directions. And it was very symbolic of the religious the connotations of the time. Good like, versus evil. Right. It was to remind us of good and evil, right and wrong. and Light and darkness. Light and dark. And, and Makes all sense. of those um, contrasts or polarities that we see in life. Oh, that word again. Mm, love that word. And so the, the specially trained dancers, their job, in a sense, was to be the spiritual advisors to the leaders, to the kings and the, and the princes. So it was like helping them stay spiritually grounded so that they could be the best leaders for their country. That's interesting. Okay, so let's go back to the Middle East, the belly dancing that we think of when we go to a Lebanese restaurant. That type, that form of dancing left the Middle East and went where? Well, as, as the Persian Empire was expanding its world, or its kingdom, if you will, then they were moving along into Spain and, and the other parts of Europe, and then they brought along the dancers at the same time with the soldiers. Is that when it became entertainment for men? Possibly is what became the, the styles that we see today. I, it's funny, I, for one of my birthdays, I took a group of friends to a Middle Eastern restaurant and we watched some, some belly dancers. And I remember one of the one of the young men there was was a little bit embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're like, I, I'm not sure that it's you know that it's appropriate to look. And I thought, well, look past the connotation. Look at the muscle control that it takes to be able to create the movements that you see. And that seemed to help to get over that awkward moment. <laughs> yes, so that he could then focus on the artistry as opposed to the the symbolism. Okay, and then that brings me back to Super Bowl halftime. My own mother, who's 91, she thought it was a vulgar display of a bunch of dance movements that are what happened in a strip club. Whereas I looked at it seeing the artistry of the movement, the intricate patterns that they were able to, to celebrate in the choreography. And then especially, I know as a dancer, what it takes to be able to move like that. The years of practice and training and, like you were saying, the muscle coordination. Amazing. The whole thing was amazing to me. It was. And then from the empowerment perspective, we think so much about the younger generation, you know, everybody in their 20s, and, and they have all the empowerment. But and, what about the wisdom we, of the ancestors? Right. We forget to celebrate us and our people in their 40s and 50s, and that we can still be empowered in whole new ways every decade of our life. Like you and I starting a podcast in our 50s. Exactly. That's empowerment. Okay, so another thing that I'd like to discuss is the hip movement. Very freeing. Shakira seemed to just embrace the fact and, and the smile that lit up her face as she was moving, as she was giving energy, as she was creating energy, as she was giving that energy away. I was mesmerized by that. And you spoke about the fact that some cultures, they frown upon seeing the movement in the hips. So talk about that. Right. There's a context for everything, as we know. In the warmer climates, 
where we didn't have to wear so many clothes because it was warm, that allowed our bodies to be more fluid, more flowing, less restricted. They would imitate what they saw around them, the, the waves of the ocean, the swaying of the trees. That makes sense. The idea of... of Freedom. If you, if you want to go with a, a whole Darwin idea, the more powerful the hips are, the more likely it is that you have an easier time in childbirth. And then there's fecundity, all those statues of bulbous women um, looking very different, very different from our skinny models of today. Think of the the paintings that Rubens loved to to create. He wanted big, fleshy women with childbearing hips. Right. That's been a theme in, for many cultures and throughout time, even in recent songs. We still sing about big hips and big butts. And <laughs> right. You know, as it all goes back to the Darwin concept of the survival of the fittest. Okay, and so let's talk about those chakras. The lower chakras, the muladhara, the base chakra, the root chakra, and then the next one, creativity, creation itself, empowerment from being able to plant a seed or receive the seed, create a baby, carry that baby in your womb in the pelvic girdle, and then those childbearing hips. That's a lot of empowerment right there. Yes, the empowerment of bringing forth life. And that's where, you know, when we think about all these different ideas of empowerment and definitions, if you will. I was considering what, how do I view empowerment? Mm -hmm. And so for me, that idea of empowerment is that we are empowering our minds to enhance the relationship with ourselves through better health, better nutrition, better physical activity, better mental stimulation, better goals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we are empowering ourselves to be our best selves every day or our highest self. Right. Through those interactions with others, the wisdom we gain. And then now, how do we use our own experiences to empower ourselves? Exactly. To be the best version of ourselves. Not trying to be our best version of somebody or something else, but to discover what it means to be our own best self, to have our own dreams, our own goals, and stop comparing ourselves stop. with with each other, with the other gender, with, oh, she has longer hair. Oh, he has this. They have that. Right. Be you. Be your best self. That's what truly empowerment means for me. That seems to be the definition. All right. So what are some activities that we can give our listeners? What are some questions that we can help lead them into discovering their own empowerment? Well, let's borrow back from the halftime show and, and the music style of moving our hips. We find in, in dance therapy and, and several different therapeutic formats that we tend to hold our emotional trauma in that pelvic area. Right. That makes so much sense, doesn't it? And so when I work with people over the, you know, in different settings, um, sometimes I see blockage in being able to move the hip, even just as simple as doing uh, like the salsa dance, which is sort of a side together step. And it's just a gentle sway of the hip. So you might just try going in front of a mirror and watching yourself just move your hips from side to side. And feeling that empowerment that you gain from moving your hips. And you don't have to be a professional belly dancer or a former ballroom dancer to be successful at this, right, Wendy? Anybody can dance. Exactly. Well, babies dance. Nobody taught them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we are energy in motion. We are vibratory beings. 
it is within us divinely to move. Right. To to be be empowered through the movement. Yes. You know, move your hips side to side. Think about the muscles that it takes. What muscles do you have to use in your abdomen, in your hips, in your upper thighs? What muscles does it take for you to make a shift in weight? Then try maybe going forward and backward. Maybe even try going in a circle all the way around. Ooh, why not try a figure eight? It makes me think about when I teach yoga. I encourage my participants to feel grounded and to stand up tall, to pull that torso up out of the pelvic girdle, allowing more freedom of movement within the, um, the sacrum. So when I'm teaching my own students yoga, I, I encourage them to stand up and to really lengthen the spine to get the torso up out of the pelvic girdle. How does that help us? Well, physically, you're in better posture, which then means that when your spine is aligned, the nervous system can communicate better from the brain to the body. Then therefore, we're making better decisions based out of wisdom, feeling our empowerment. And the messages that the body needs to send back and forth are also getting there faster and more efficiently. At the same time, creating that better posture through the spine. Think about this. We're making space to release trauma and creating space for something better to come back in. Mm -hmm. And I've heard you say before that the hips end up supporting and balancing our bodies as we move through our physical surrounding. Yes. Well, think about it. When you start aging, if you haven't kept up with your muscles, now it becomes harder to stand up. It becomes harder to sit. It becomes harder to keep your balance. But by continuing to move the hips and the legs, like walking and just standing on one foot that keeps all those muscles together that you need to feel balanced, grounded, and move, literally move throughout your world. And if you feel grounded, then you have a place to feel empowered. Amen, sister. Right. So we're hoping that you all will join us in our next podcast. We're going to continue thinking about wisdom from the ancients. So join us next time. See you then. To tap into our higher self, we seek to align the elements of interaction with harmony. What element will you use today to transform you into your highest self?